Okay, everybody. Um, I, I wanted to deal today with something that was a little bit more, um, more philosophical of nature. Uh, we've been very, very practical on our preparations for Shabbat, and again, we're still, we're still missing um, some of the preparations of Shabbat. We'll get there, Bezrat Hashem. But, but in the meantime, I want to touch upon uh, a more philosophical piece, and specifically today, uh, as this is the last class uh, before Rosh Hashanah, as exactly one week from now, we will be, uh, you know, putting the finishing touches on our apple and honey, um, etc., in order to get sure, make sure that we were, um, you know, that we're, we're all ready to go. So I, I titled the page here, Shabbat Hamerkaz Shel Hazman. Okay, the center of time. Shabbat as the center of our idea of time. So I, I want to I share with you. Some basically the, the beginning of this is based on the Ramban in source number one. We'll see it in a moment, but it's based on a pasuk of Zachor et Yom Hashabbat Ekacho. Okay, which means to remember the Shabbat day to keep it holy. Where's the pasuk from? From the Ten Commandments, exactly. From the Aser that he brought in uh, in Yitro. Where it says Zachor et Yom Hashabbat lekacho, um, I got the I got the hint there. Okay, um, the uh, but as soon as the people in the first row get frozen, we'll move it up. And the people in the next row can get frozen, and then we'll continue from that point. Okay, so Zachor et Yom Hashabbat lekacho. This word Zachor is really, really, really the um, the center of this class. And I, I told you the very first class, I don't want to start with an introduction. We'll get to the introduction. So we'll do a little bit of introduction right, right now. Um, we can do more of it the next time. But there's two verbs when it comes to... Okay. Did you see her? Okay. Um, okay. Um, there, there are two verbs when it comes to Shabbat. One is... Zahor, and the other is Shamor. Right? Where Shamor is all of the things we're not allowed to do, and Zahor is all of the things that we are supposed to do. Okay, we'll talk about this more at a, at, a, at, a, at a different point, but Chazal understand what is, how do I fulfill this mitzvah, Zahor Yom HaShabbat Lekat Shol? What's the act that we do in order to fulfill that? Yeah. Beautiful, exactly. The Gemara in, 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 uh, in Pesachim Kuvav, Tells us that um, whoever's phone is out and alive, I'll do the same to mine to make sure my phone is dead and not bothering us. Amazing. Um, the uh, the Gemara in Safin tells us that Zachor et Yom Shabbat Kacho is Kiddush. So when do I fulfill this myth of remembering Shabbat? Yeah, Friday night. Right, Friday night, I take my cup of wine, I say Kiddush. We're going to spend a long time on Kiddush. There's lots to talk about about the myth of Kiddush. But that's and the Ramban uh, has a different interpretation. The Ramban says that according to the simple reading of the, of the psukim, the pshat, there's another way you can fulfill the mitzvah of zachor et yom hashabbat lekatsho. And how is that? Take a look here in source number one. Uba um, mechilta which is the Midrash Halachan Shemot, the parentheses are backwards. It's a, little, it's a little bit disturbing. Okay, they're just, this way it copied it. 
Um, in the Mechilta, Rabbi Yitzhak Omer, Lo Tehem Moneh, do not count Kiderech Shaachirim Monim, the way other people count. Ela Tehem Moneh L'Shem Shabbat. Rather, you should be counting relative to Shabbat. That's what the Mechilta says. Uperusha, what is meant by this? Shahagoim monim yemeha shavua l'shem hayamim atzman. In amongst the other nations of the of the world, the non-Jewish people out there, they call, they label the names of the days of the week, each of them on its own. In other words, each day has a different name. O al shemotamishartim kinotzrim. It might be what on the names of the servants, okay, the servants mean here the stars, the constellations, um, the heavenly bodies, like the Christians do. Okay, let's talk about that a little bit because most of us grew up in Christian countries, okay? Um, and what, what is the name, what in English, how, what, what's the name of the days of the week? So today is? Sunday. Sunday. Why is it Sunday? Because uh, of the sun. And Monday is because of? The moon. The moon. Okay, and you go on, and you eventually get to Saturday. Why is Saturday Saturday? Because of Saturn. Okay, why is Saturn Saturday related? The seventh planet. Okay, so in other words, the, the, the names of the days of the week in English, okay, are based on stars, moon, planets, suns, and, and each one of them relates to one of the days that we, that we, that we have here. Okay? That, that, that's, that's, how, that's how they deal with it. Okay? Or some other name. But we're different. Okay? Before how we do it, let me just explain. I don't know how many of you have studied statistics, um, but there are two types of variables in statistics. Okay, when you're trying to, uh, you know, to set up your, your research or whatever it is, and you want to use statistics, there's, 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 there's different types of variables. One of them is called a nominal variable. Okay, nominal. What does that mean? What is num? What? No, not number. It means name. Okay, nom is a name. Okay, meaning that if I call a variable, let's say I'm doing, let's say I'm doing research, okay, and I want you to fill out a form, and then I want to be able to do statistical research, okay. So let's assume for a moment that I'm going to look at male and female as binary. I know that's not necessarily the situation anymore, but I'm from the old school. Let's assume that male and female are binary, okay. So I'm going to say that males are one and females are two. What's the relationship between one and two? Like I said, what should I say was going to be one? Yes. Now, could I say the opposite? Yeah. It would also work, right? It doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference if I call this a chair and this a table, or I call this a chair and this a table, as long as, as long as we're all of an agreement of what we call things. Okay, as long as we all agree about what a name uh, uh, that I, I, we, we call something or another is, then it doesn't really make a difference what that name is. Okay, that's why different languages have different words for different things, even in English. Okay, there's people sitting in this room from about five different countries. 
Okay? And the English in each of those countries is different. Okay, now the English are going, no, our English is correct, okay? Uh, I saw that, I saw the bubble over your head, yeah, okay? All the English are going, yes, those uh, barbarians out there that have distorted our wonderful language, okay? You know, the, well, the queen is laying in state, and you, you, know, you guys are making fun of, the, uh, of, of her English, the queen's English, okay? Um, so the, the, the language is okay, this is called nominal, okay? It just has a label, has a name to it. But there's something else that's called ordinal. Where does that come from? It comes from an order. So let's say I, I'm, in my research that I'm doing, that I want to uh, deal with your ages. So you will say, okay, how old are you? And then you can choose from, you know, there'll be a, a pull-down menu. From age, let's say, 10 to age 45. All the people who are on testing are between 10 and 45. And you're asked to please choose how old you are. Is there a relationship between people who are 10 and people who are 14? Yes, the people who are 14 are older than the people who are 10. Could I swap their, their, their numbers? Could I call the 14-year-olds 10-year-olds and 10-year-olds 14-year-olds? No. Okay, you can't do that. Not yet in the world in which we live. Who knows? Okay? You change the definition of like, the number. Like, if everyone agrees that 10 is the 14, then 10 is the 14. Yeah, okay. But, but, but in the end of the day, there's still going to be a relationship between the older and the younger people. And that relationship is labeled by an ordinal system. Okay? So, so what the Ramban here is saying is very, very interesting. When I speak in English or in French, okay? Uh, anybody else in that language? No? Okay. Uh, in English or, or in Afrikaans, okay? Uh, or in Afrikaans. Okay? And, and I refer to what is today. Today is, you know, in French, what's today? What's today? What, like Sunday? Uh, Sunday? Yeah, what is today? Uh, I won't try to <laughs> repeat that. Okay, in Afrikaans today is? Okay, and today is Sunday in English. That is all, those are all just labels to what they are. Now, you could teach me in French the days of the week. You could teach me in Afrikaans the days of the week. I would sit there and try to remember them. I would be off. I remember your names. How am I supposed to remember the names of the days of the week, okay, I, I, I would be terrible at this. But welcome to Hebrew. What happens in Hebrew? What is today? Today's Yom Rishon. I, I, I very easily know what tomorrow is. <laughs> tomorrow is Yom Sheni. And the day after is Yom Shlishi. And the day after is Yom Revi'i. Okay? Etc. Because the days of the week are not nominal, they're ordinal. They come in order, one, the first day, the second day, they come in order, okay? As a matter of fact, if they do that, where, where does it start? Where does it finish? Shabbat. Shabbat. It stops or it starts on Shabbat. As a matter of fact, what do we see in the morning? Bashir Shalyom. Hayom Yom Rishon B'Shabbat. Shabbat Hayom Halavim Omni B'Beit HaMikdash. Okay, the, the shir that the Levim said, the Yom Rishon B'Shabbat. The official day, the official name of today is Yom Rishon B'Shabbat. And tomorrow is Yom Sheni B'Shabbat. But even if I don't say the word B'Shabbat, I don't say the word B'Shabbat. The very fact 
that I'm saying Yom Rishon, that implies an order. That implies a point of reference that is point zero. And everything is measured from there. Rishon, Sheni, Shlishi, Revi, Hamishi, Shishi. We don't have a Yom Shvi. We don't have it. We have Shabbat. Okay? So the Ramban says, take a look at the words. We're on the, um, on, on, on the third line of the Ramban near the end. After he says, the other nations have other ways of referring to the names of the days of the week, may it be for the planets or other, whatever other titles they may have them. The Yisrael monim kol hayamim l'shem Shabbat. The Jews count all, they label all of the days, all of the days of the week, in relation to Shabbat. Echad b'Shabbat, sheni b'Shabbat. Kizo min ha-mitzvah this is the commandment that God commanded us. To remember Shabbat when? Every day. Zachor et Yom HaShabbat, says the Ramban, applies every single day of the week. It's not something that you do just on Friday night when you fill your cup of wine and you say, Baruch Atah Hashem Mekadesh Shabbat. That's one aspect one aspect of Zachoret Yom HaShabbat. But the real way in which I'm able to Lizkoret HaShabbat is I live the Shabbat. Which day? Every day. I live Shabbat every single day by doing something so simple. And that is using the Hebrew days of the week. Okay, it, it's, it's, it's an incredible example. Um, <clears throat> it's an incredible example where a language is so important in just defining who we are and how we think. Okay, there's a lot of this going along around today in all kinds of circles uh, in gender studies. Okay, and there's, but there's a lot of male, um, you know, language stuff that's going on out there, and therefore the whole world is thinking male, and then to think female is like a whole another universe that's out there. Okay, but if we were just talk in a different way, then the whole, a lot of the gender issues would fall away. I don't know whether I, 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 I believe in that or not, but there's a lot of talk about that. Here in Israel, it's, got, it's, like, it's gone nuts, okay? Because in English, we, we, most of our language is, 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 is not male or female, it's neuter. Okay, but in Hebrew, everything is either male or female. Okay, and, and what is the rule of thumb in, in plural with men and women, males and females in the sentence? Male. You use the male. Okay, that, that's, that's the convention. Okay, but obviously that is, that's oppressing women and that's a very terrible thing, etc., etc. And, and so, you know, there's, there's a whole movement nowadays, amongst them our, um, our Minister of, uh, trans, of Transportation, who had her hands full today because a huge pothole um, developed in the eye alone and stopped the entire country um, uh, because the main highway just went down um, over Shabbat because this whole huge sinkhole developed um, because someone was digging out somewhere and said, oh shoot, I can't believe I did that. Uh, but, but, uh, but, but she, every sentence she says, she does it both in female and in the male. 
It drives you crazy. Okay, listening to it, it just drives you totally out of your mind. Listen, listen, every single thing is like, you know, slash, you know, male, female, male, female, the whole way through. But the idea that language affects how we think, how we feel about things, this is a great example that the Ramban is talking about. That we, we think in terms of Shabbat. A Jew thinks in terms of Shabbat. It's built into our DNA. Every single day of the week, every single time that you say Hayom Yom Rishon, you're becoming the mitzvah Zachar Yom HaShabbat Because what have you really done? You've changed your attitude towards time. What is time? What is time? In, in, in a non-religious outlook on things, time is a simply it's a measure of chronology. How much time has gone between point A and point B? X amount of time will be called the second, and then you have a minute, and then you have an hour, and you have a day, and you have a week, and you have a month, and you have a year, etc. It's just a question of how many ticks on the clock we've experienced. But that's it. There's nothing unique, special, holy, because there is no such thing as holy. Okay? If you're living in a world that doesn't have holiness to it, then Time is also not holy, but the Jewish attitude is time is holy. Time is meaningful. Time is really, really, really significant. Time is not tired. We live our lives surrounding certain points. They're points of reference that we think about, and we're constantly, constantly involved in making that the centerpiece of our existence. That's why I named the, 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 the sheet here, shel hazman. Shabbat, the center of, of time. Because every single time we mention any day of the week, we're pledging allegiance to Shabbat. Okay, now, I, I, before we go on in the sheet, I'd like to um, tell you why I did this today. Okay, I wanted to do this on the last class before, before Rosh Hashanah. Because this Ramban here has a cousin, another Ramban, somewhere else. As a matter of fact, this Ramban is in like three different places where the Ramban makes a similar argument about a different issue involved. And that has to do with not the weekly cycle, but the yearly cycle. Okay, now here is one of the strangest things in the world. Um, Exactly one week from today and, let's say, an hour from now is going to start what holiday? Rosh Hashanah. We all know that. It's called Rosh Hashanah. Okay? Now, the Ramban, just a quick bi biographically, the, the, the Ramban won a ticket to Israel. You know that? He won a, he won a one-way ticket to Israel. He, he won a debate. Okay, there was a debate between the Christians and the Jews. Pablo Cristiani represented the, um, the Christians. The Ramban represented the Jews. There was a three-day debate. The Ramban won. What did he get as a prize? Trip to Israel. Okay? Basically, he was banished from Spain. Okay? At the end of that argument, okay, he was thrown out of Spain, uh, even though the king clearly said that he won. 
Okay, the, 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 the king said that he won. It's a whole story there. That actually, the king came to the shul the next Shabbos and, 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 and declared that the Ramban won. But then the Pope found out about this a little bit later when the Ramban put it out in a pamphlet and the Pope was really, really upset about this. Okay, and got get in touch with the king and the king had to, to throw the Ramban out of the country. So the Ramban gets on a boat and he comes to Israel and he lands in Akko. Okay, Akko is just north of Haifa. That was the main port at the time. And that's where he disembarks and he spends Rosh Hashanah in Akko. And the Ramban gets up in the Beit Knesset and he gives a drasha on Rosh Hashanah. Okay, we have a print. It's about 35 pages long. Very, very long drasha. Okay, proving that the Ramban was Sephardi, because Ashkenazi don't have time for such things. On, on Rosh Hashanah, Davni is much too long. Sephardi Davni is much shorter. You can have time for the Ramban to speak for hours, and he did. Okay, so the Ramban gets up and he says, excuse me, he didn't say ladies and gentlemen, because I'm sure there were no ladies in the audience, but gentlemen, I have a question for you. What is today? Everybody Rosh Hashanah. He says, oh, let me ask you a question. Did anybody listen when they read the Maftir today? And the Mafti talks about what korbanot you're supposed to bring on each day. And again, it starts with the day. On such and such a day is a holiday. And you're supposed to bring such and such a korban. But what is the, how does the Torah describe Rosh Hashanah? What's its date? What's the date of Rosh Hashanah? And the date of Rosh Hashanah is Echad, meaning the the first day of the seventh month. That is Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> Ramban says, anybody bothered by this? This is ridiculous. You told me it's Rosh Hashanah. What should the date be? The first day of the first month. The first day of the first month. It's got to be. By definition, Rosh Hashanah has to be the first day of the first month. That's why they call it... Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the year. How could you possibly have a situation where it's the first day of the seventh month and we call this Rosh Hashanah? Well, what's going on here? And the Ramban, to answer this question, uses the exact same logic that we just learned about. And he says that there's... The, it used to be the first of the first. Rosh Hashanah that we're going to celebrate was the first of the first. Why is it the first of the Why is Rosh Hashanah Rosh Hashanah? What happened historically on Rosh Hashanah? Creation. Creation. That happened at the beginning, right? The God didn't create the world in the seventh month. That's fairly obvious, right? You can't do that. You can't create the world in the seventh month. It doesn't make any sense. God created the world in the first month. So the original, okay, day of Rosh Hashanah was the first to the first. But then a funny thing happened about 2,400 years later. And what happened then? Yitziat Mitzrayim, exactly. And in Yitziat Mitzrayim, we have a Pasuk. And what does the Pasuk say? Ha-chodesh hazeh lachem rosh chodashim. Ha-chodesh hazeh lachem rosh chodashim. This month, which month is that? Nisan. Will be your first month. Meaning, Am Yisrael, at that very moment, they went to the settings on their Google calendar, 
Okay, Moshe Rabbeinu came back and he says, okay, all the Jews, I want you to take out your cell phones. They all took out their cell phones, okay? So I want you to go to your settings on your, on your, on your Google Calendar. I wanted the settings on Google Calendar. And it says, okay, what does it say? It says, well, today is, is, is the first of the, of the sixth month. And he said, well, change it to the first of the first. What do you mean? Nisan was not the first month. Tishrei was the first month. Tishrei, Cheshvan, Kislev, Tevet, Shvat, Adar, Nisan. Nisan was the seventh month. But God said, change that. I don't want Nisan to be the seventh month. I want Nisan to be the first month. So what happened? The first of the first became Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Now, if Nisan is the first month, Nisan, Iyar, Sivan, Tammuz, Av, Elul, Tishrei. So it turns out that Echad HaChodesh HaShvi'i is Rosh Hashanah. Because the first month moved. Well, wait a second. I, I just counted them with the names of the months, right? Nisan, Iyar, Sivan. Are those in the Torah? No. Open up your Chamishachum Shei Torah. It never says Nisan. When did the Jews leave Egypt? In the first month. When do we get the Torah? In the third month. When do we have Sukkot and, 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 and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? In the seventh month. There are no names in the Torah for months. They don't exist. Never. The Torah only uses numbers. The same way the names of the, of the days of the week. The days of the week are numbers. They revolve around what? Shabbat. The days, the, the, the months of the years are numbered. What do they revolve around? No. What do they revolve around? Yitzhak Mitzvah. You're saying like the seventh is like the same that the, the, the seventh day the, 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 But the seventh month revolves around Nisan. Is your point that like we're one. I, where, where, where does one come from? What is my point of reference? My yearly cycle for the Jew isn't just seasonal cycle. It has a beginning point. There's a point of genesis there. And it's not the creation of the world. It used to be the creation of the world. That was a great place to start because that's when it started. But when the Torah in, in, in Parshat Bo says, HaChodesh Hazeh Lachem Rosh Chodashim, this is the beginning, what does it mean? The Jewish people have a new calendar. We now view the months of the year in relation to Yitziat Mitzrayim. It's not the creation of the world, it's the creation of Am Yisrael. Yitziat Mitzrayim is the creation of Am Yisrael. And that becomes our point of reference. The Ramban says that's how we got Rosh Hashanah, meaning the anniversary of the creation of the world. That didn't change, right? The world was still created in what we call Tishrei. But it, it's, it's labeled in the seventh month because we're not counting our months from the creation, we're counting our months from Nisan. So if you just think about this for a second, we're not really talking about Shabbat right now, we're talking about Rosh Hashanah, upcoming Rosh Hashanah. What are we about to celebrate? The creation of the world. Is that universal or is that Jewish? It's universal. It's universal. It's very interesting. Keep your eyes open throughout your tefillot on Rosh Hashanah. 
all the special tefillot we put in. You want to keep your antenna up. Who are we talking about? Are we talking about the Jews? Are we talking about the, everything in the world? Keep, keep that in mind throughout the tefillot. It's not a simple question because some goes this way, some goes that way. You can try to figure that out. But the Ramban is coming and telling us that this is how Jews see time. Time revolves around a fulcrum. It revolves around a center point and that defines everything. In the week, it's Shabbat. In the year, it's Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Okay? Yes, we're commemorating the creation of the world. That's cute. But the creation of the world is not something that as a Jew defines my year. It's Yat Mitzrayim does. Yeah. The old topic, but if, if this is, if Rosh Hashanah is about, and this time of year is about the creation of the world, and Pasach and Yitzhak Mitzrayim, that's about becoming a people, why do we use this time of year for Teshuvah and not the time of the year that we became a people, and like, accept, not accepting the Teshuvah then, but that was the beginning of accepting the Teshuvah, like, why would we use that time for Teshuvah and use the Possibly. I mean, I could make the argument. Uh, your, your argument is not compelling, right? You could. It could be. It's likely called like a volume hakir. It depends on how long, how loud you say each side of it. Okay. In other words, the, the creation of the world is a time everybody has to, you know, make a cheshben nefesh about exactly what they did and didn't do. And the other thing is the nationalistic thing, which has to do with other aspects that, that, that are there. I'm not, I'm not sure that, that we, you know, one is more convincing than the other. Okay. So let's go back to Shabbat now. Let's go back to Shabbat um, in source number two. Okay. And here we end up with... Some, a very interesting point. I, I just told you what the, the whole week revolves around Shabbat. Okay, listen to this following crazy situation. You may have heard of this before. It's a crazy thing that people, probably doesn't happen, um, but it's a great thing to get your Gemara thumb really, you know, sharpened and be able to deal with. So, source number two. Amar of Huna. That, that Gimel shouldn't be there. I, sometimes when I copy things over, they have like notes on it. In there. Anyway, get rid of the Gimel. Amar of Huna. If someone was walking in the desert, and he's lost track of day, he doesn't know what day of the week it is. He doesn't know when it's Shabbat. He got lost in the desert. He's traveling through the desert. Day, night, he gets totally, you know, he's confused. A person does not know what day of the week it is. What, when do you, what do you do with Shabbat? You have no idea what day it is supposed to be. Now, if you were in some sort of civilized area and you woke up and you, just, you were just confused, you ask the people around, what day of the week is it? Okay, but he's in the middle of nowhere. He's by himself in the middle of nowhere. And has no idea when is Shabbat. What should he do? So the Gemara says... Mone shisha yamim, count six days, umishamer yom echad, and then keep the seventh day of Shabbat. Okay, this guy's got a problem. He doesn't know what day Shabbat is. So, what do we suggest that he does? Make your own Shabbat. How is he supposed to make his own Shabbat? Start by counting six days. And on the seventh day, you rest. Now, you're right, you might end up finally getting to the you know, to the, the next civilized area and find out that you were off the Seder. But in the meantime, what, what do we see from here? It's something very interesting, by the way. What do you see from this? It's not actual day of the 
Shimon What? The actual date Shimon Well, okay, I, I wouldn't know if we could go that far because it's not a question. We, we don't give, we're not given the choice. I thought if it didn't really matter at all, I would say, listen, listen, as a Jew, I want you to fill one out of seven days and rest. But we don't say that. You know, the Shabbat is very important. The guy doesn't have a choice. Yeah? There's no such thing as a Jew without Shabbat. Yeah. There's just no way. Right? You, we could have said, listen, you don't know what the Shabbat is. You, statistically, you're going to be wrong. Right? You, you can choose one out of seven. The chances of you getting it right are not very good. So maybe you should just forget about the whole thing. And when you get back to civilization, you'll pick up with everybody else. No, 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 no. A Jew has to have Shabbat. So it's going to be a subjective Shabbat. Count six days and then make Shabbat. The next line, Chia Barav Amar. There's a second opinion in the Gemara that says, Mishamer Yom Echad Shishi. No, 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 no. He says, what should you do? Don't count six and then make the seventh day Shabbat, rather. Keep one day and then count six more. Yeah. Right away, make Shabbat and then count six days. What are they debating here? The Shabbat starts at the end of the week. Is Shabbat the beginning of the week? Or Shabbat the end of the week? Now, usually this is a totally academic question, right? Because it's a cycle. It's a really silly question to ask on a regular, in a regular scenario because Shabbat both begins and ends the week because it's a cycle. But here we have a situation where it's not a cycle because we have a guy who's out of, out of the cycle. And what does he do? So we have two opinions. The first opinion says six and then Shabbat, and it says Shabbat and then six. Is the machloket the Shabbat begin the week or Shabbat at the end of the week? Now, the Gemara says, interestingly enough, what's the, what's the root of their debate? Mar savar ki briato shel olam umar savar ka adam harishon. One of them says, we follow the creation of the world. The other one says, we follow Adam Harishon. Help me, guys. What do you mean we follow the creation of the world? Which opinion is that? It was the first day. They do it on day one. No, it does seven. Explain. Because Shabbat was the last day of creation. Right. If you look at the creation story, what happens? God created this on the first day, and that on the second day, and that on the third, and the fourth, fifth, sixth. And what do you do on the seventh? He rested. So, in other words, if, you, if you're using the creation of the world as your model, then you're going to go six, and Shabbat is at the end. But, if your model is not the creation of the world, if your model is Adam HaRishon, what happened to Adam HaRishon? When was Adam created? He was created on Friday. Human beings are created on Friday. We're going to be talking about this a lot. That was a hectic day. Fridays have been hectic since that day. Okay, what happened? They're created. Both of them are created. Okay, according to Breshi Perikbet, the surgery even goes on. Okay? All the animals are created. The people are created. They're told not to sin. What do they do? They sin. They get thrown out of Gan Eden. All on Friday. It's a heck of a day. Okay, since then, Fridays have been hectic. It's, it's just built into the world. Okay. Adam HaRishon, what the first day, the first full day that he experienced was 
was Shabbat. He was created sometime on Friday. But the, when the next day started, it was Shabbat. So this guy who's lost in the desert, he doesn't know what day of the week it is, according to Chia Barab, the second opinion of the Gemara, he's supposed to, that as soon as the next day comes, Shabbat, and then count six. It's interesting, right? I said to be a little bit more philosophical. What, what is this? Let's think about this for a moment. What is... What does this mean? Whether Shabbat is at the beginning or Shabbat is at the end? Like does the start of our week or like are we counting down and like that? Like 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 Okay, all of these things are, 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 are part of it. Okay, I, I think we'll get to it at, at, in a later class, but let me just toss one, one line here that you guys are familiar with from the Chadodi. Yeah, turn off. Okay, well, one line that you guys are familiar with, the Chadodi, which is, Sof Ma'aseh, Be'machshavah Tefillah. What does that mean? Sof Ma'aseh, Be'machshavah Tefillah. The final act was what? Was the initial thought. The final act was the initial thought. Referring to Shabbat. When you read the story in Breshit, how do you read it? So if you're just reading along, you've never read the story before, you've never opened a Chumash, you've never heard the story before. Whoa, I finally got, a, I, got, I got the Bible. Let's read it. And you read, and God created on the first day light and dark. Whoa, check it out. And then God created on the second day, and then God created on the third day, and the fourth day, and the fifth day, and the sixth day. And then what happens? What happens on the seventh day? Oh, oh finally. After six days of creating the universe with everything in it, what does God do on the seventh day? Kicks up his feet. Shabbos oh. God rests on the seventh day. Okay? Because creating a universe is tiring. You go try it, okay? This is not simple. You've got to create a whole universe, everything in there, a whole business. This is the... So why did God rest on the seventh day, um, based on that reading? Because like so, uh, so he looked around and he said, whoa, I'm done. It has everything it needs. Everything, it, it, everything else the human beings will deal, deal with some other point. But I created, that's it, I can rest now. That's one way, but that's not what it says. What does it say? Well, think about this, it's unbelievably important. What does it say? Is that what? Why did God create in six days and rest on the seventh? What was the initial thought? What was the plan? What was the purpose? What was the ultimate goal? Shabbat. It wasn't an accident that he finished it. What happens if God worked a little bit slower? It would have been eight days? A little bit faster would have been five and a half days? The purpose of all of creation was Shabbat. 
Sof Ma'aseh, the final thing that was done was, Ma'ashavat Zilad, that's what I'm here for. I built everything else to get to Shabbat. That's the goal. The goal of creation of the world was Shabbat. It's not a, you know, a vacation that God took to you know, give himself the day off because he worked so hard for the previous six. Yeah? How do you know it's referring to Shabbat as the final act, not the creation of man? Yeah. What, once again? How do you know it's referring to Shabbat as the creation of, as the, the final act and not the creation of man as the final act? Because you could say Shabbat is not actually an act. Oh, okay, you're fair. That's, 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 that's going to be really important. First of all, I took it from the Chadodi, which is talking about Shabbat, and therefore it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know that, that that's where that that's where. But 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 your question is a very very important question. In other words, what did God or did God create on Shabbat? Or is it was it over on Friday, and then we just have the you know kick up your feet type type thing? We'll talk about that as we go along. Okay. So so, so here we have this incredible debate in the Gemara: Is Shabbat the beginning of our week? Is Shabbat the end of our week? It's a cycle. Again, usually it's academic. It's a philosophical machloket. But believe it or not, that philosophical machloket is Shabbat the beginning or the end has how many possible answers to it? Two, right? You're a Jew. Three! Okay? There are three possible answers to that question. If Shabbat could be the beginning, Shabbat could be the end, how could there be a third possibility? Source number three. Source number three. Tan The Gemara here is discussing if someone stipulates a condition in some sort of agreement between people. Okay, the, the discussion that's given here is about giving a get. Okay, someone divorces his wife. So if a guy gives a get to his wife, she's divorced. Fine, they're divorced. A divorced couple, Beseri Gamor, is all, it's finished. But you can do that on condition also. And that whatever the condition is, is binding. So let's say he says to her, okay, this is your get on the condition that you give me $1,000. Okay? What happens? If she gives him $1,000, what's the halacha? She's divorced. They're divorced, okay? And if she doesn't, then they're not divorced, okay? Is that a good thing to do? Not a good thing to do? We're not going to get into that discussion right now. But that's, it's a legal possibility, okay? Because divorce along with getting married is at least a transaction. It's a legal deal. Okay, and you're allowed to add stipulations into deals. Sometimes there's cut and dry, no conditions whatsoever, no strings attached, and in some cases there are. Okay, what happens if a person made a condition? If you give me such and such by such and such time. Okay, that's not just a condition, did she give the money, didn't she give the money, but there's a deadline involved. It's like selling it for the shoppers list. Okay, there's a deadline involved. So the question is, when a person says that, that, that term, what does he mean? So take a look at source three. Tan Rabbanan. La'achar shavua shana. La'achar shana chodesh. La'achar chodesh shabbat. Okay, if the guy says, I want you to give this to me after the shavua. Now here the word shavua is a little tricky. The word shavua here means shmita. Okay, shavua in this context that we have right here means the seven year Okay, cycle. So, like, you know, I agree to sell you my house after the Shemitah cycle. How long is after? The day after? The week after? The month after? What's considered after Shemitah? 
I, I went walked through our garden on Shabbos on the way out to Shul, and the place is a mess. Our garden is a t- disgusting mess. I looked at my son and I said, you just wait for Tzong Gedalia. What's going to happen to Tzong Gedalia? He said, we're going to be working in the garden in the afternoon. Okay, I said, why? Said, well, Shemitah is part of the after Shemitah. Okay, after Shemitah, Shemitah finishes on Rosh Hashanah, we're going to get, have to get in there and clean up that garden because the place is, uh, is, 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 is terrible. Okay, we have to go clean up enough resting for this, for this land. Okay, then we get to work. So I agree to do something after Shemitah. How long do I have to consider after Shemitah? The Gemara says, a year. In other words, the entire year from the time Shemitah ends is considered after Shemitah. What happens if I say I want to do it lachar shana after the year is over? I'm going to do such and such. When is that? Chodesh, a month. Okay. When the year is over, I will start my diet. Okay. How long? Because that rugelach are too good to have here. Okay. So I, I, I want to give you know, maybe be on top of the rugelach situation here. But when the year is over, I'll do a diet. When am I supposed to start my diet? Within a month after the year is over. Or this is the next unit. Okay? What happens if a person says, I'm going to do that after a month? Okay? When the month is finished, next month I will do it. How long does he have? He has a week. The word here, Shabbat, doesn't mean Saturday, it means a week. Okay? So every idea of after such and such is the next unit. Lachar Shabbat Mai. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pay you after Shabbat. When is after Shabbat? So the Gemara says, Yativ Rav Zera Kamed Rav Asi, V'amrila Rav Asi Kamed Rav Yochanan, Vika Amar. So it's either Rav Zera who said this in front of Rav Asi, or Rav Asi said this in front of Rav Yochanan, said the following, Chad B'Shabbat, V'trei V'tzlata, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, I'm translating this into our things, even though it's against the whole shir. Okay? Yom Rishon, Yom Sheni, Yom Shlishi, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday are considered Batar Shabta, after Shabbat. Arba'ah, Chamsha, Bumale Shabta, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday are considered before Shabbat. Shabta. Okay, if you make a commitment to do something after Shabbat, you have until. Tuesday. If you commit to do something before Shabbat, you have to do it on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. It's considered before Shabbat. Okay? So this is a, um, uh, you know, when, 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 you, when, you, when, when you make a commitment for that, just, just, that, this isn't a halachic issue, okay? But what does every Jewish home eat on Sunday night? Leftovers of Shabbat. Okay? And on Monday? Some of the leftovers, and on Tuesday, the parents are still eating the leftovers, okay? The kids won't eat the leftovers at that, at that point, but, they, but the, the kids won't touch it at that point. But there's still leftovers if, you know, if you're a good Jewish mother and you really have, your, you have what I like to call a, a, uh, a serving disorder, okay? Um, and it's, uh, eating disorders are one thing, but serving disorders are, are, are a Jewish uh, thing overall. The, many Jewish women have serving disorders, okay? And they serve much, much, much too much food. So the, so, so the family eats it on Sunday, and, and, and so, you know, someone's still eating it on Monday, and the parents are still eating it on, 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 on Tuesday. By the time you get to Wednesday, chont and schnitzels from Shabbos on Wednesday, it's really not a thing, okay? Uh, it's really not a good idea. After Shabbat, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Before Shabbat is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. This is the third possibility. When is Shabbat? In the middle of the, middle of the week. Shabbat is the middle of the week. It's the centerpiece of the week, where Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday are after, and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are building up to Shabbat. 
Okay? So is Shabbat at the beginning of the week or the end of the week? There are three answers to that. The Gemara about the guy in the desert told us possibility number one, Shabbat is at the end of the week. You count six and Shabbat is at the end. The second possibility in the Gemara about, about, about the guy in the desert said Shabbat is first. It's the beginning of the week. And the Gemara here in Gitim is basically telling us that Shabbat is the middle of the week. Okay, you have three days before and you have three days after. This is the source for the famous halacha in number four, which after I teach this halacha, if you haven't heard it before, it reminds you. Sometimes people get up in the middle of the class and leave. You'll see why in a second. If someone didn't make Havdalah on Motzei Shabbat, what should they do? You can continue making Havdalah into the week. Until what point are you allowed to do that? Up until Wednesday. In other words, inclusive of Tuesday. Why? The Gemara says... Ki Yativ, Ki Rebzeira, Kameh, etc., etc., it quotes the Gemara in source 3. In other words, because the, 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 the Shabbat continues, so to speak, or the definition of after Shabbat includes Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, when do you have to make Havdalah? After Shabbat. You have to make Havdalah after Shabbat. When is after Shabbat? Well, the best time to make Havdalah is immediately after Shabbat. But if you didn't make Havdalah immediately after Shabbat, you can continue to make Havdalah until it's no longer after Shabbat. Until, you can't do um, well, again, not necessarily. We'll talk, we'll talk, we get there, right, can't can eat, but, but yeah, whatever the details be, you forgot, and you, you ate also. If, that's why some people leave the class in the middle of this, you know, this, and they go looking for a bottle of grape juice, okay? Um, to, to make Havdalah, if you didn't make Havdalah, you can make Havdalah up until Tuesday inclusive because it's still after Shabbat. Okay, so no matter which way we look at this, just understand my, 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 the thesis of our, of, our, of our shir today is a Jew lives their life around Shabbat. We live around Shabbat. The way in which we refer to the days of the week are Shabbat orientated. Shabbat is the beginning, the end, and middle of our, of, of our existence. Okay, we are totally, totally surrounded um, um, by it. Okay, um, give you another, um, another, another example here. Um, well, first of all, we'll come back to that in a second. Take a look in, in, in source number seven, which is, it actually starts on the next page. This is the Shir Shalyom of Wednesday. Okay, I, I assume you're all familiar, familiar at the end of Tfilav Shachrit. We have, we say which Shir Shalyom, um, what did the Levim say every single day in the Beit HaMikdash? There's a special parak of Tehilim that they used to sing when they were bringing the korbanot. Each day had its own particular parak of Tehilim, and that's what we say in the morning. Hayom yom revi'i b'shabbat, shebo hayu halavim omrim b'beit ha'mikdash. And what do we say on Wednesday? This is the parak. El nekamot Hashem, el nekamot ofiyah. I copy the whole thing for you. Take a look for a moment at the end of Pasuk Chav Gimel. The, end of, the, the very end of the first paragraph, Vayashev alehem et onam uvratam yatsmitem yatsmitem Hashem elokein. That's the end of the paragraph. That is where the parak finishes. Now, what did I tell you? In the Beit Hamikdash, the Levim said how many paragraphs? One. So they have this chapter. This is it. This is the one paragraph that they said. But if you look under it, it says Nusach Ashkenazim. The Ashkenazim add on. Something at the end of Shir Shalom on Wednesday morning, what do we say? 
לכו נרננה להשם נריה לצור אישנו, נקדמה פנה בתודה בזמירות נריה לו, כי אל גדול, השם ומלך גדול הכל אלוהים. We add in three פסוקים, from where? קבלת שבת. We add in three פסוקים of קבלת שבת on Wednesday morning, why? Wednesday morning, when we wake up on Wednesday morning, we're on the way. We're on the way. Shabbat is around the corner. Okay? Shabbat is around the corner. That's what happens on, on, on Wednesday morning. Okay? Do you think it's by accident that you're asked to give me all your Shabbat information for the Al Shabbatot on Wednesday? No! Okay? It's a halacha. Okay? It's a halacha. We prepare for Shabbat. If you don't know where you're going by Wednesday, you have to prepare for Shabbat. Okay? Shabbat is... Is, is a Wednesday experience is when we're, we're, we're already into it from that. You know, to a certain extent, from Sunday, it's already on the way to Shabbat. We're counting up to Shabbat. Yom Rishon, to Shabbat. But when we get to Wednesday, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. We're already part of this. Okay, go back to source, um, go back to source five. Okay, <clears throat> here comes... I'm going to try to do this a little bit quickly because there's a lot here and I wanted to get through five and, five, five and six. No, actually, you know what? I, I'm, I, I, I want, I, never mind, go to eight. Okay, I, I just, I'm not going to get to it all. I want to, so I have to make a decision on what I want to get to and what, it, and what I'm not going to get to. So let's, let, let, let's go to 8 and continue uh, on, on this direction. This is from um, Ramosha Chaim Lutzato. Right, he wrote what? What's his acronym? Ramosha Chaim Lutzato? Ramchal. Ramchal. Okay, the Ramchal wrote lots of things. Most famously, Mesilat Yisharim. Okay, Derech Hashem, Mesilat Yisharim, very, very, very interesting and complicated character uh, he, he was. Moshe Chaim Lutzato, he writes as follows. <clears throat> Shabbat is Malchut. Nikreit Gamken Merkaz Li'igul. Shabbat is the center of the circle. Kemoshe Perush Sefer HaZohar Bekama Mekomot. וכן בעניין השבת עם ימי השבוע, וכן הוא הנר האמצעי של המנורה. Okay, there's a lot of Kabbalah in here. Okay, and again, I'm going to have to just preface this. I preface this in other classes as well. It's going to be very, very important over here. There is a tremendous amount of Kabbalah involved in Shabbat. I know nothing about Kabbalah. Okay, I have read a whole bunch of little things here and there. I try to take from the Kabbalah world the things that I can understand and I try to use various things there, but I, I just don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, so if other people tell you other things, please trust them and not me um, when, it, when it comes there. But he, he says that there are, um, there are various different things that are seen as the merkaz le'igul, the center of the circle. Okay, what is the center of the circle? So he first talks about Malchut. Malchut, in Kabbalah, there are seven spherot, actually ten spherot, but, but whatever, let's call them seven for right now. Okay, and they all revolve around Malchut as the centerpiece. He says the same of Shabbat. Shabbat is the centerpiece, and where are the days of the week? 
Okay, the days of the week, the six days of the week, are like this circle, and they all revolve around Shabbat. Okay, this is, this is a piece of the Ramchal. What exactly does this mean? I don't know. But again, if I'm trying to take something from the Kabbalistic world and try to... Uh, this fits in very much, I think, what we've been saying up until now. That our, our relationship to time, our relationship to every day of the week, is Shabbat-centered. Okay? It's, there's, there's, there's the Shabbat thing. And he says, it's just like... The Shabbat is just like what? Ner ha-emtsai shel ha-menorah. Okay, what does the menorah look like? Okay, believe it or not, that's a menorah. If you read the psukim, that's a menorah. Okay, what comes out of the menorah? Branches. Branches come out of the menorah. Okay, it, it says three branches from this side of the menorah and three branches from that side of the menorah. So what's the menorah? That's the menorah. It's like a different way of thinking about it. Okay? But this is the menorah. And what do we basically have? We have... Okay? We have our, we have our, our, our branches. And, and, and how, do, how does this work? Then we get our, we get our beautiful menorah. And again, it's a menorah, not a chanukiah. Okay, in, he, in, in, in Chutzlaretz, you call the thing you light on, on Hanukkah menorah. Light the menorah, da, 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 right? however the niggin goes, right? Okay, that, that's, that, 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 that's the menorah. But it's not a menorah, it's a Hanukkiah. Okay, what is a menorah? The menorah was in Beit HaMikdash. You, the thing you light on Hanukkah, how many candles does it hold? Nine, usually. Eight for one night, and one as, as the shamash. The one the Beit HaMikdash had? Seven. Okay, it had seven. And it's really three on each side of the centerpiece, which is really the menorah. And the Gemara tells us that what happened, you had little, it's not like candles that we have that you just stick in and think and they're straight up. What is it? It's a, it's a container that holds oil and has a wick coming out of it. Right? And it's just like, like my hand. Okay? There's like, there's like a container and a wick that's coming out. So what happened? The three on this side the container was facing in this direction, okay? Where the wick over here was facing this way, and that was facing this way, and that was facing that way. And on the other side, they were facing the opposite direction. And this one was facing west, okay? It was, it was facing us. So the, the Ramchal says this, if you look at this, this is the same model of Shabbat. What do we have here? We have seven. Ooh, that rings a bell. I've heard of seven before. Okay, that's a good Jewish n n number that we have. And when you have seven, what's the relationship between the sixth and the seventh? The seventh is the centerpiece. All of the six turn towards the seventh from both directions. Similar to Yom Rishon, Sheni Shlishi, Okay, where everybody is, is revolving around the centerpiece. Okay, so again, the Ramchal uses the imagery of the menorah to, to reflect or to be similar to that of, um, of, of Shabbat. Taking a look into source number nine. <clears throat> Tanya. Amru alav al Okay, this takes us a little back to the preparation business. 
But they say the, about Shammai HaZakein. We know about Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai. Okay, this is, this is the, the founder of Beit Shammai, was Shammai. Okay, Shammai HaZakein, Kol Yamav Haya Ochel Lichvod Shabbat. Every single day, Shammai ate in honor of Shabbat. How? Matzah if he was wandering around on Sunday and he found a really good-looking, you know, gazunta animal, you know, to, to, to eat, what did he say? Omer, Zolde Shabbat. So when, when, when Shammai was walking around, on, uh, so he, found a, he found a beautiful chicken. Oh, that's going to be a great meal for Shabbos. So what did he do with that chicken? He put it aside and he said, oh, that I'm going to save for Shabbat. But, Matzah Acheret Na'ehemenu, but the next day he's walking around, and what does he see? A nicer chicken. He sees a nicer thing. This is even better for the Shabbat meal. So what did he do? So he would leave the, the second chicken for Shabbat. What did he do with the first chicken? He ate it. He ate it. On Monday. Right? On Sunday, that was going to be a Shabbos chicken. But on Monday, he found a better Shabbos chicken. So what did he do with the one before it? He ate it. But it was originally destined for Shabbat. for Shabbat. And on Tuesday, what happened to him? Oh boy, oh boy. And then Wednesday, he comes in. Thursday, he comes in. And on Friday, his wife says, did you finally find the chicken? I got to make the chicken soup. Did you finally find the perfect chicken? He comes in, yes, I got it. Right? And all the other chickens were eaten as the, as, the, as, as the week went on. But they were all Shabbos chickens. They were all things that were declared for Shabbat. But they... They were dethroned because they were upstaged by the next chicken that was there. So, but Shammai ate every single day of his life in Shabbat mode. And he was constantly thinking, what's best for Shabbat? I can eat this now or save it for Shabbat? Save it for Shabbat. Give me the better one. What's better? Oh, that's better? Okay, give me the one that's not too good. Okay? Shammai was, was living Shabbat from day, from day to day. Okay? Aval Hillel hazakim mida acheret haitalo. Hillel had a different approach to things. Hillel had a different attitude. We'll talk about Hillel at a different time. Everything he did was L'Shem Shemaim. It basically says, uh, it'll work itself out. Right? He wasn't concerned about it on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Here, this time, we're learning from Shammai about what, how, how Shammai dealt with it. And interestingly enough, there's a piece here in the final source in number 10. Oh, this will stop for today. This is from, from a sefer called Shnei Luchot Abrit which is actually a, uh, one of Rav Yonatan's ancestors at some point or another, distant relative or something like that, but this is Yichus, you know, just mentioned him, the Shla. Okay, that's, it's the acronym, the Shnei Luchot is the Shla. Um, he writes as follows. I think this is a very, very important thing to keep in mind. If you look, if the intelligent person looks at this very carefully, and you take one hour a day, every day. You take just one hour a day, and you make that special. You make that hour dedicated. You, 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 you ignore all of the rat race going around in our lives. You dedicate one hour, just to be part, be one with HaKadosh Baruch On a Wednesday, on a Tuesday, on a Thursday, you dedicate an hour where you're not going to deal with all, you're going to turn your phone off. 
You're going to turn your phone off. You're going to concentrate on Torah. You're going to concentrate on tefillah. On, on, on a weekday. He says, Az, sheshet yemei hachol shemo, your six days, if you do this every single day of the week, one hour, then your six days, heim chulin shenasu al tarat hakodesh, umesechet chulin beseder kachi. He says, it's like the following example. Back in the day, there used to be people who ate all of their food in purity, absolute purity, kept all of the halakha the purity, even though we don't have to keep the halakha the purity. If you're not a Kohen, you can eat tummy food, it doesn't make a difference. But there were people who kept all of the halakha the purity, even though they weren't necessary. That's called chulim, which is regular food. Al-tarata kodesh. You're eating this plain food, but you're treating it like it's holy food. Similarly, in the tractates of the Mishnah, in the Seder of the Mishnah, we have Kachim. What does Kachim talk about? All of the korbanot, all the holy stuff. What is one of the Masechtun in Kachim? It's called Chulim. What's that about? Chol. Non-holy stuff. Okay? And there's, it's, about, it's about meat. It's about Shrita and all those things about meat. But it's all about just regular meat. It's all there with all the korbanot. Why is it there? It doesn't make sense. And the answer is that we, are, we have the ability of taking the mundane, of taking the plain meat, of taking the plain food, of taking the plain day, and infusing it with a little bit of Kiddushah, a little bit of Shabbat. So the Shla says that what you can do, if you want to do what we're talking about, which is that Shabbat is the center of your week. What does that mean it's the center of your week? So Shammai says, it's the center of my week because I'm always buying food for Shabbat. I'm, always, I'm, I'm constantly involved in Shabbat. Or we can have this type of, type of model that I'm always focused on Shabbat. My three days I'm focused towards Shabbat. Afterwards, I'm, after Shabbat, I'm always focused on Shabbat. Shabbat. Shabbat is the center of my circle. Shabbat is the, is, the, is the centerpiece of my linguistic discussion about what every day of the week is. Those are all possibilities in making Shabbat the central part of your day. But there's also just acting like Shabbat during the week. And what is that? We'll talk about this a lot, but one of the things is to shut down, to decide where your priorities are to decide what you really want to be involved with, not what you have to do. But if given all the time in the world, no pressures in the entire world, that's what Shabbat is, right? We turn off, you don't have a job, you don't have this, you don't have, you don't have a mortgage, you don't have loans to pay, nothing. Turn it all off. No, no TikTok, no Instagram, nothing, it's all off. What do you do now? Torah. Talk to people. Communicate with my family. Okay? You can do that an hour a day. You can bring Shabbat into every day of the week. Mm -hmm. Kotuf. Cool